Hello, I'm Emmanuel, and for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with self-development, growth, and living life large. I believe there is a life waiting for you that is greater than your wildest dreams, and this podcast is here to empower you to go after it. From self-development to life, confidence, wellness, mountaintop moments, the messy middle that is often hidden behind the scenes, and so much more. This podcast is here to be your cheerleader and your toolkit as you step off the sidelines and grasp your life with both hands. Is it time to live a life you love? Well, my friend, pull up a seat because this is the Dare to Thrive podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dare to Thrive podcast. I only really realized just before, for full transparency, that it is actually December. And I know that probably sounds a little bit silly, but Christmas is literally next weekend when I'm recording this and pretty much when you're hearing this. So I am recording this the day before it is in your ears if you're listening live. And I only just realized Christmas is next weekend. And I think we all get to this time of year and we think, how on earth is it December already? So if you are thinking that, I am right there with you. And to be honest, I had a different episode planned for you today. And then when I realized it was Christmas next weekend, I immediately thought I need to change gears and talk about something else that I just think is so important. A disclaimer though, up top It is summer here in Australia, but honestly, I don't know what is going on. Where I live in South Australia, it's normally quite dry in summer, so really hot, quite dry. And for some reason at the moment, it is so humid. And the last two or three days, we have been having the biggest storm, so much rain, so much thunder and lightning. And I thought I was all good to go with recording this, but I am pretty sure I heard some thunder a few minutes ago. So If you hear some thunder and lightning in the background, just it's ambience, okay? There's not really too much I can do about the weather. We do what we can with sound. I actually haven't mentioned that in any of the other episodes. I am obviously, this is a baby podcast. I am learning as I go and doing my best in terms of making the sound as great as possible for you, but it is a bit of a learning curve. And There's going to be certain things in certain episodes that are not 100% perfect. That's just life. Um, We'll get better as we go along. But I'm also not giving too many disclaimers because, to be honest, I listen to podcasts all the time and they say, hey, guys, just a disclaimer. You might hear a little bit of X, Y, Z. And then I spend the next 10 minutes going, can I hear that? Can I hear what they were talking about? And that might just be a me thing, but I figure let's not tell you to focus on something that you might not hear anyway. So no disclaimers. If you are hearing any issues with sound, I will continue to improve, I'm sure, as we go along. But doing my best getting there. But I did want to warn you about the thunder because that's obviously going to sound quite wild if it comes through on the audio. So summer storms, not sure what's going on. Personally, I'm a little bit disappointed and I'm hoping it warms up and gets a bit dry soon. Summer is my favorite season. I hang out all year for the hot weather. So I'm very much thinking what on earth is going on. We've had a lot of cold weather, a lot of rain, now a lot of humid storms. So very, very, very bizarre, but that's okay. Anyway, 
December. It is a bit of a weird time, right? So we get all extremes. We have the festive vibe. So you can finally play Mariah. I think so many people say, oh, I know it's December when I hear Mariah Carey. Personally, in my family, Michael Bublé is the Christmas soundtrack. So as soon as that comes on, which for full transparency is honestly not normally until Christmas or a couple of days before, no one really vibes with the Christmas music too much beforehand. I don't mind it, but everyone else is very much in the what is that turn it off kind of lens. So when Michael Bublé comes out, his Christmas album, that always feels like Christmas to me. And on that, just a fun little segue for you. I actually worked at summer camps over in the States when I was a bit younger. And I remember someone saying to me, it's like it just dawned on them all of a sudden. Obviously, it's Christmas is summer for us, whereas for a lot of you, if you're listening from pretty well, most other places in the world, it's winter. So obviously, if you're in New Zealand, it's summer for you too. I haven't forgotten you guys. But if you're in the US or the UK, etc., it is winter. And I'd never really thought about it, but they said, do you guys listen to the same Christmas music as us? And I don't know why I'd never considered it, but when you think of all of the classic Christmas songs, they're all very much about it snowing or it being cold or building a snowman and very winter oriented. And it's just normal when you grow up here. I don't think you second guess it or maybe that's just me if other Australians are listening to this. But I was standing there and I thought, you know what, we actually do. And that is a little bit weird because as a kid, you're listening to these songs about snow and winter and completely different climate, but you just don't really think about it. But we do have a couple, at least only a couple I know of our own Christmas songs. So if you're not Australian and you want a little taste of that, Aussie Jingle Bells or Six White Boomers would be my recommendation. When I was working in America, everyone that I worked with that was Australian, we used to play these and everyone thought we were mad, but give them a listen. And if you're Australian and you haven't heard them, listen to them too. I don't know why. They just must have been played when I was in primary school. And for some reason, I know all the lyrics, but Aussie Jingle Bells, Six White Boomers, great tunes. I also have not started Christmas shopping. So if you are thinking you are behind because I'm talking about Christmas, I am right there with you. It's fine. We'll get to it. We've got um, two weeks or so. It always happens. You get it done in the end. But the reason I'm speaking to Christmas and December is obviously this time of year can be really busy. It can be a really social sort of season. And there's also a lot of comparison that starts to come in for us. So a lot of people are posting more on social media. You might see them at Christmas parties or Christmas dinners or catching up with friends. And then obviously, as we get to the actual Christmas time of year, it's very much what other people's families are doing for the holiday season on Christmas Day. Maybe there's a Christmas Eve tradition or so on and so forth. We're getting a lot of picture perfect representations on social media. And for a lot of people that can see us go down a comparison trap. And that's sort of what I wanted to speak to today. Obviously, I'm speaking about this in a Christmas lens, but this is something that also is applicable throughout the year. We see a filtered version of people's lives online. 
And we quite quickly make assumptions about that. So the reality is, whether we're talking about this in relation to Christmas or a different time of year, you are seeing a filtered version of someone's life. And most of the time we are seeing either a still image of a moment, which really doesn't give us that much context, or we're seeing maybe a culmination of a couple of minutes of a 24-hour day. And I think when we look at things, it's really easy for us to forget that. We forget that we are only seeing the tiniest snippet. And I do want to add a disclaimer to that. I don't think a lot of the time people are being intentional with framing something in a way where it's going to be a misrepresentation of what's happening in real life. We're assuming the best from people when we're talking about this, but whether you're trying to give an accurate representation or not, the fact is you're showing such a tiny snippet of time that it's misrepresented irrespective of what you post, okay? So if you think about Christmas specifically, I think we have all of these comparisons of family sizes and what people do and how fun someone else's Christmas looks in comparison to yours and all of the things. And you might see a photo of someone 10 minutes after they've had an argument. The fact is, we just don't know what's going on and all that we do have access to is what's going on in our own lives. The same way that you might see someone that is super busy throughout the festive season. They have six things on and you think, wow, look at their social network. Look at all the time they have to do this. Look at the friends they have around them. And they might not have enjoyed any of those activities. We just don't know the reality of what's going on behind the screen. So I think that's really important too. The second thing is that a lot of what we all share, and again, I'm not making that wrong, like we all pretty much do share this but a lot of what is posted on social media and just spoken about in general life creates a really unrealistic expectation and has this really unrealistic standard of what the holidays should look like and what your family event should look like and how everything should go and if it doesn't fit exactly into the boxes of what society and social media has told you makes the perfect Christmas, you then start to feel like that's inadequate and then it starts to spiral from there, right? But the reality is a lot of holidays are imperfect and they don't fit into those checkboxes no matter how much we try and push them to be in there. And I think from my own experience, I don't have a huge family. So when you look at social media or the expectation of what makes the perfect Christmas, I couldn't have that huge, big, great, grandiose family Christmas if I wanted to because my family's not that big. And it's really easy to look at that and think, oh, well, my Christmas is boring or I don't have what I'm supposed to have at Christmas, right? But it doesn't discount what you do have. And I think so often we're focused on lack rather than what we have. And really, it's just about embracing the imperfections in our own celebrations. So you can have a really imperfect moment that can often be the one that is the most cherished. I remember a Christmas, I think it was Christmas, either way, it was a festive occasion. And this is going to sound so Australian, I just realized this. For some reason, this year, there was pork belly I think being cooked in the barbecue and it just like did not work 
at all and mum was getting super frustrated and I don't know whether it's set on fire. Also, I'm so sorry if my mum's listening to this because she's really great at cooking. This had nothing to do with her. Someone else was doing something in the barbecue, but I don't remember any of those details and that's basically my point. Whatever it was, it either didn't work or it set on fire or something went wrong and that's what I remember from that day and I don't remember that in the sense that I'm looking back on it and thinking, oh my God, that was awful. That's what happened it was funny. And you don't plan that. That's not what you want. You spend a lot of time and effort trying to make things perfect. But at the end of the day, sometimes the things that aren't quote unquote perfect are perfect because they're imperfect, right? And I guess that's the thing. If you're someone where you do find yourself looking externally and you think everyone else has these checkbox traditions and I don't do things that fit into that. You've probably got your own traditions or your own things that you do that are unique to you. And sometimes I think it's just reframing that and finding the value in our own individual personal traditions and circumstances and finding the beauty in the fact that that is unique and personal to us, right? So I think that's one element. But the other element, if you are falling down the comparison trap or you find yourself in those moments where you see something on your screen, the first thing is you are in total control about what you indulge in in this holiday period. So if you're someone who finds that you do go down a comparison trap or fall into that spiral, limit your time on social media. I think we forget that that's always an option to us. But secondary to that, It's just about managing expectations and setting realistic expectations for what this season looks like and being aware of the fact that what you're seeing is often two minutes or less. It doesn't give you a full picture. We are filling in the story of what's happening with someone else. And, you know, you might have a hard Christmas. There's a lot of people that do struggle around this time of year. It can amplify emotions, family struggles, things we're going through and make us feel more inadequate or more lonely than we do at other times of year. And that can be really tough. I don't want to take that away from anyone or discount that or sugarcoat that. But on the flip side of that, there might be another time of year where the person that you're currently looking through this lens at and thinking far out, they look like they have this perfect life. Maybe they struggle at another time when you thrive. We, across the board only get a full picture of our own lives even if it's your partner your best friend your mom your sister it literally doesn't matter who we're talking about you don't get access to 24 hours of their day and there's always so much more going on behind the scenes there's so much more depth to people than we get the chance to experience and I think we just need to take things with a grain of salt when we're entering this comparison trap and making judgments and stories up about what's true for everyone else because we only really have our own experience and our own emotions and circumstances with a full picture okay so I just want to encourage you through the next few weeks Try not to set unrealistic expectations. Try not to get pulled into this comparison culture. Try not to focus on what's not there and instead try and find joy in those little moments and focus on what is. This time of year can fit whatever mold you decide and be whatever you choose it to be. And if it is a tough time of year for you, just create the space 
and the permission to feel that, to ride that out and know that you don't have to have this picture perfect festive period in order for you to be enough, for your life to be enough, for you to be loved and cared about. It is honestly so much of what is infiltrated and sold to us and quite often not even a true depiction of most people's experiences. But beyond that, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that this time of year is often where we get a little bit more space because we're starting to get to the finish line at the end of the year. So a lot of time when we set goals and intentions and things we want to do, we really look at things in a calendar year. So it's 2023, it's 2022, it's 2021. And that's just how we work. That's how it works when you've got calendars and dates and all of those things. But often when we get to the end of the year, we start reflecting on what the year was for us. So what 2023 was for you. But I think often we focus on what we haven't done rather than what we have. Yes, it is important to reflect on personal goals and achievements from the years, but often we're reflecting in a way where we're focusing on what we haven't done rather than what we have. And obviously, it's really great to take stock. It's great that the end of the year prompts us to reflect on our personal achievements, things we might have done in the 12 months before, to check in with where we're at with our goals and aspirations and really reflect on what we've done, achieved, maybe milestones we've met or changes we've made throughout the year. But I think we often look at that in a really tangible way. So it's more those specific goals. Again, those checklist items, you've made a checklist for yourself at the start of the year and you said, these are the five, chi- these are the five things I'm going to achieve in 2023. And you're matching the year up against that how many did I tick off how well did I do how fast did I meet them where did I procrastinate what could I have done differently and I think we enter that spiral where we get really hard on ourselves and one question that I think we don't consider and this is where I want you to reflect is how have you changed throughout the year I think that's something that gets missed in amongst the milestones the tangible things the things that we are working towards where we feel inadequate, where we feel like we didn't do enough. We don't take the time to consider what has this year meant for who I am as a person. And that's what I want you to ask yourself. And if you are someone who struggles to find words or reflection to that question, what I want to pose to you is if you go back to the start of the year or the end of last year, it doesn't have to be in January, roughly 12 months ago, and you think of a day where you can remember exactly how you felt. And by that, I mean a moment where you can remember, this is what I was really struggling with. These were the emotions that I had at the time. This is what felt impossible to me. This is what I was stressed about. This is where I felt defined by my circumstances. Or this is when I was experiencing this thing that I just never thought I would get over. Find a day 12 months ago, roughly, give or take, where you remember how you felt in that moment and just reflect on how has that person changed? And for full transparency, the reason that I'm sharing this is I am quite reflective this time of year and I think this is often a lens that I try and look through, but I had a memory pop up on my phone the other day when I was going back through the archive looking for something 
And I realized if you've listened to the first episode, one back from this with my interview where I was sharing a little bit more of my story and you've heard me talk about the story to do with Jessica Alba and how she'd reposted my quote. If you haven't, it will make more sense if you go back and listen to that. But I realized that that was a year ago when you're listening to this tomorrow. And if you'd asked me how long ago that was, I would have said maybe two years ago. I didn't really have specifics, but I thought it was a lot longer than it was in reality. And as soon as I saw this post, I immediately was thinking, how on earth was that 12 months ago? And then I started reflecting on how much has shifted in that time frame because for me that's a significant day where I can remember how I felt what I was struggling with what I had kind of overcome what I was stressed about how I felt in my emotions and so on and when I look back on that I'm like wow things have changed a lot in the last 12 months and I think having that anchor that specific moment where you know this is how I felt this is what I was struggling with this is what I wasn't really sure how I was going to move past and then reflecting on where you are now you will find you have navigated and overcome a hell of a lot more than you give yourself credit for and I think when we focus only on tangible things and we neglect to reflect on how we've changed as people, what we've overcome, what we've navigated, how we've grown, the things that we have walked through in the last 12 months and how they have shaped us, we do ourselves a huge disservice because that is where so much of your growth, your time, your intention, and honestly, that stuff is moving all the time. When we look at tangible goals, maybe, I mean, for me, My goal this year, also last year, was to run a half marathon. And I came pretty close to training for that at the start of the year. And then I got a hip injury, which sidelined me. And for full transparency, is still driving me absolutely insane. And I could look back at 2023 and think, well, that was one of my big ticket five item, for example, list goals and I failed at that and while I don't really view it as failure per se but that would be true because that was something that was on my list and then it was something that I didn't achieve and it's something I'm still nowhere near close to achieving right but if I reflected on things like that that were tangible that maybe I haven't ticked off the list which is how we always reflect on these things that leaves no room for what I have done It leaves no room for what navigating the injury has taught me or how hard that has been or how that's forced me to grow, right? Because I'm looking just at the tangible thing and saying, this is what was on my list and I didn't do it. And again, the same way that in this festive season, we get into that trap of comparison, it enters this spiral where we're focused on lack rather than what we have done. And that's where I encourage you to pick a moment Pick a day in time and think about how have things shifted since that point? 
How different do I feel? How different do I approach things? Maybe you're more, more patient. Maybe you have been more disciplined. Maybe you are better at giving yourself grace in moments where you aren't perfect or you have put one foot in front of the other and got through something really difficult. These are all the things we miss. These are all of the things that are such an opportunity for you to give yourself credit for where you are, not focus on where you are not. And that's what I want to leave you with today. Sure, in the next couple of weeks, we will focus on looking forward and what you can achieve in 2024 and how to make that your best year yet and all of those things. But today, I don't want you to look forward. I want you to look back. And quite often people say, don't look back. There's nothing there that serves you. Look forward. I disagree with that all the time. Look back because if you're not looking back, you can't see how far you've come. And as a general rule, I don't think we look back anywhere near enough. And if we are looking back, we're looking back with a lack mindset instead of focusing on how much has changed, how much has shifted and how much we have achieved in that time period. So You can make this into a whole exercise if you want to. You can sit down with a pen and paper. You can do all of those things. And if you're someone who feels inclined to do that, by all means, go ahead. That's not me. I think there is so much power in just reflecting on this, reflecting on how has 2023 served you? How much have you navigated? How much have you changed? Where are you at in comparison to how the year started? And yes, you can focus on all the tangible things, but I really want to encourage you to focus on the things that you can't see, the things that often we can't measure and the things that matter the most. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dare to Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and consider leaving us a review. It truly does support me and the podcast so much. And if you want to follow along on socials, you can find us over on Instagram at Dare to Thrive Podcast and at Salt and Whistle. Now go out there and live your wildest dreams and I'll see you back here, same place, same time next week.